Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh, shit! What you waiting for? Please don't forget to like, like the, video, the video, hit subscribe, ring the bell. That way you're notified every time I drop a new episode of Native, Native Diamond, Diamond Podcast. Podcast. What's going on, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. And on today's episode, I have Separating the Seas. How's it going, Seth? What's up, guys? Go ahead and give a little bio so that way they can put names with faces. For sure. Want to go first? Yeah. Sure. Uh, my name's Cody. I play guitar, write some of the music, hang out with the boys. Uh, my name's Forrest. I'm the vocalist. Dad dance of the band and that's us <laughs> and that's that's about all goes into it yeah. <laughs> dude thank you guys so much for being on the show i really appreciate you guys being here absolutely man thank of you course. so much for having us yeah we're stoked to be on it yeah so i start off every episode with some icebreaker questions and i'll go ahead and shoot him off what is the most annoying band ever i don't know why disturbed came to my first that was the first thing that I thought of. <laughs> I, would say five, I would say Five Finger. I don't even, yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. I don't even hate on those bands that much. Sick Breakdown or Sick Solo? If I have to pick. Breakdown. That's just how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling nasty. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say Solo. Oh, wow. You, you make good solos. Thank you. Wow. Does the devil really wear Prada? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez? Demi. She's yeah, thick, Demi mad Lovato. thick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wifey material. Like, oh my gosh. Any day. A Acoustic songs or songs with the full band? Songs with the full band. Full band. Yeah, definitely. Are we still defending pop punk? I think so. For the most part, it seems like everybody is still thinking, I mean, pop punk is still in the game and it's sticking around for a while, I guess. I, I mean, I would say it's just more widely accepted. I didn't know it needed to be defended. I know that rappers <laughs> are turning into pop punk guys now. True, yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of the rappers yeah. like pop punk. Deathcore or metalcore? Uh, metalcore, or I guess metalcore, for sure. You gotta have a little bit of contrast. If you were to build a perfect cheeseburger, what would that look like? Bacon, avocado, no onions, mustard, mayonnaise, and two patties specifically cheese in between i would say some toasted buns and then a very very nice thick patty mayonnaise jalapeno mustard mixed in together with some pepper that would be the sauce that you put on it pepper jack cheese lettuce and then tomatoes i can get down on some of that what's the most oregon thing that you can think of patagonia <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone's wearing patagonia i, I, I would say cyclists for sure, cyclists too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Limp biscuit or biscuits and gravy. Biscuits, biscuits and, gravy. and gravy. Gravy, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. Favorite old school song. Right now, it's like "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. Oh cool. shit, that's actually yeah, not a bad yeah. one. I like that song. Um, I don't know how old school it is, but uh, <laughs> the kids aren't all right by Offspring. '90s rock or '90s rap? '90s rock. Did you say rock? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd say rap. That was that sounds like like the grunge era i definitely i think i'd go 90s rap over 90s grunge i don't know i was definitely listening to more rock than rap back then. for sure for sure Fair i think enough. the only 90s rapper i listened to was eminem circle pit or wall of death circle pit circle pit yeah people die in the wall of death <laughs> it's getting dangerous nowadays <laughs> yes seriously vinyl records or spotify streaming spotify streaming spotify streaming but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna buy anything it's definitely gonna be a vinyl record don't have a record player for so sure I've never yeah. had the need to get one it just seems like you have to get a lot of parts you do and they're expensive too yeah i think they're aesthetically pleasing very yeah what band would you want to go on a vacay with and why dance gavin dance because all those guys just look like so much fun 
and I want to smoke weed with them real bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dayseeker, just because I've played a couple of shows with those guys, and I really like their music, and I would kind of like to get them more. Dayseeker is yeah. sick. <laughs> like, really mm -hmm. sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're super cool dudes, too. Rory is just a very sad boy in person as well. Oh, <laughs> just want to mm -hmm. give him a hug. I just, <laughs> I, like, that's why I want to go on tour with them daily. Like, I will get that boy to smile. You just want to like, hug him all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I will start a bromance with that man. Where would you go on vacay? Where would you want to go? Fiji. I would say the Grand Canyon because we just never got to do that. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. want to go there. Song you know all the lyrics to. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> You're building a dream home. Where would you put it and why? Central Oregon. Definitely. Just right where we're at. I love it here so much. It's so beautiful. The weather is great. Yeah. I mean, if like dream, dream home, if this is like a second home away, because I don't want to live away from Central Oregon, I guess. I would say like Hawaii ah. or something. Just somewhere like Fair. very beach-like. Yeah. Here's my last icebreaker. Okay, it's like a fuck, Mary kill thing. You got Poppy, you got Halsey, and you got Haley Williams. All right, fuck Halsey, Mary Haley Williams. Sorry, Poppy, you gotta, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Poppy. I would say Mary Haley Williams. Fuck Poppy, I don't know. And then by Halsey, because I don't... I've never really heard her music or their okay. music. For sure. She's with Young Gerald. She was with Young Gerald. Gotcha. That's all I got for the icebreaker, guys. Uh, thanks for playing. I, I love doing Absolutely. that first. I yeah, that of course. Game. That was, that was fun. fun. That's a good way to start it off. <laughs> got to get the jitterbugs out of the way, you know? I feel all warmed up now. Yeah. yeah. So what the hell you guys been up to uh, during quarantine? Uh, trying to stay sane. Mainly. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just started getting back together and hanging out and practicing. It was a smart idea to take a little bit of a break and see kind of like where the world was at and if it was going to shit like for real or not yeah follow quarantine policy and all yeah. that it seems like now things seem to be getting a little bit better so we've been practicing been writing a little bit of music we have a couple songs that we're that are being mastered at the moment and then we'll be ready to release them working hard i work at i'm a floor manager for like a shipping company like fedex or ups it's just a smaller private courier version of it so i've definitely been working a lot a lot of people are ordering like food boxes and their own vitamins from home so they don't have to go out so Mm -hmm. Definitely very busy. Yeah. Very busy. I've been here. I've been unemployed, so I've been trying to work on projects like around the house, work on like a car specifically. I've played like beat like I think four video games now, <laughs> and been working out like four to five times a, a week, like at home. Just been like building more and more of like a home gym. You could like opposite. working your ass off, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how the contrast is. He's chilling and he's working hard. <laughs> what video game have you been playing a lot? What I just finished playing was Doom. Eternal. I played Doom 2016 because I had never played those games before. And then Doom Eternal, I just played. And like, uh, that, that was such a fun game. But I, I'm just mad at myself that I never played those until now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you literally have gent music to like kill demons. Yeah, it's insane. That's great. <laughs> the perfect combination, man. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys been watching any TV shows on Netflix or whatever? Of course, we've been watching Tiger King. Everyone got all their <laughs> never watched Tiger it. King. I still Did you still not watch it? I don't watch it. Oh my gosh. No, well, apparently, he hasn't watched Tiger King. My girlfriend was watching it and it looked extremely cringy. And I, I guess I just avoided watching yeah. it. Every couple of years, I have to go through a cycle of rewatching the entirety of Adventure Time. So I'm halfway mm -hmm. through that right now. It makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. What did you think about Tiger King, other than it's crazy? This is like a weird movie, and that 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 it's just happened to be real life at the same time. I I want to I want to pretend like I can't associate with it at all, but mm -hmm. these are real people. Like 
wow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people that just want tigers are just a different breed of people. Is it like a yeah. just generally reality TV show it's, like with like fake stuff thrown in? Or is it no, no, no. It's like not a fake. documentary. It's, 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 it's like a docu-series. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's a bunch of meth out gay tigers <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not lying <laughs> that's what really what it is i hear a different response to every time like someone's telling me about tiring those tiger a lot. Kings. it yeah. just seems like a lot carol bass a lot to wrap my head around <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely worth a laugh and you know for the viewers who are listening go check out tiger king it's funny as hell i think it's a perfect thing for the quarantine honestly it's just mm-hmm. enough insanity to get you by <laughs> So do you guys like listen to more podcasts or do you guys listen to a lot of music? I always listen to a lot of music until I got this job and I'm on the road 12 hours a day now a lot of the time. And I just listen to Mad, Joe Rogan, Duncan Mm -hmm. Trussell, the last podcast on the left. I love those guys. A lot of podcasts for me personally now. I haven't been getting into too many podcasts. Every once in a while, I will check them out. Like random ones that pop up on my Spotify. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, I listen to music mainly. I try to like listen to new artists and listen to new bands and try to find more favorites just stuff out there because there's there's so much yes there's a lot of great music and there's a lot of great podcasts coming out now too i'm really it's really cool seeing that like anybody now can do a podcast like minimal gear yeah yeah you're looking at him right here yeah exactly yeah you got a freaking like ocean behind you man that is cool you're stunting you're big stunting a little bit man all right well i started off on my iphone so this is big stunting now for sure for sure man (laughs) so you're talking about new music what what have you been listening to newest band that i started getting into they're called sleep token they're like sam smith had like a metal band behind him i don't know it's like almost pop kind of trap but it's like the most soothing. I don't know. It's they're like really, really good. He's got a absolutely fantastic voice. Being a vocalist, I kind of like very uh, vocally influenced music. Mm-hmm. I like when people are able to do runs like pop singers can do. And like, I don't know, he's just a very good representation. of that. So that's that's a band I would consider listeners and stuff checking out if they haven't. Cool. Sure. They're definitely up and coming. Definitely will be pretty popular soon. Okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you guys listen to like a lot of rap um, influenced like new metal core now? I listen to a little bit of it. I noticed that you're having Dead Crown on. Yes. Um, yeah. I love cool. those guys. <laughs> Kendall is such a great guy, dude. So mm-hmm. fun to hang out with. And I do love Dead Crown too. Like dude, I love mm-hmm. how they're kind of like rap inspired metal. That's the first band that I found that was like, I know that they're not the first one to do it, but they're the first ones that really like clicked with me. Yeah. yeah likewise, they definitely got me into that style. Mm-hmm. I listen to them for like select purposes. My warm up is 30 minutes on the punching bag. And so Crucify Me, their new album, that is my backtrack too. Bag. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> it's, it's just about 30 it minutes long slaps man yeah. it does i know right? like keep hitting the yeah. bag so i got a request off twitter they wanted you to scream on the spot there are scream people on the sleeping spot. in this house right now <laughs> you don't have to okay i can it's, I, I got i got one for you i'll do it i'll do it. <laughs> so like i will keep that in mind because maybe about 10 o'clock people start to wake up right we'll run outside and i'll just like do it yeah. at the top <laughs> oh no i thought it was funny so i had to throw it in there you didn't have to do it i'm sorry um, twitter fan <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I tried for, yeah, I tried for you guys. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> next, next time, time. Oh, yeah. next time. Hey, if everyone wakes up by the time it happens, I will I will right. go we'll for see. it. We'll see. Oh, no but worries. I, I no pressure. I hate for that man. to be everyone's wake-up alarm. <laughs> <laughs> that might be their best alarm, though. That might be it. They the might most be aggressive, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They might need that. Yeah, I, um, I know I do sometimes. <laughs> um, so name some influences. What are What's influenced your music in general? The first influence that I had was like Event Sevenfold Metallica. That's what got me into like metal hard rock 
And then lately, it's been more like math rocky bands, like Dance Gavin Dance. I really like Eternally Forever. They're a band with, with Kurt Travis, and like they're super jazzy, super bluesy music. I just like that super just like sexy shit right now. I guess for me, it was um, growing up, I listened to a lot of Offspring, Rise Against, Rage Against Machine. That's kind of what got me into music and playing music. I was doing a lot of covers of like those bands. And then as far as like influence wise, like now it'd be like Trivium, Dayseeker, Architects, Polaris, Era, Northlane, bands like that, very like metalcore driven, very um, vocally influenced, again, bands, <laughs> or even like technical guitars and stuff like that. I don't know, as far as like influencing music, though, we, though we've always tried to like go off on the deep end, like not really let our influences like define what we're going for. I've mm-hmm. noticed that like a lot of like the influences that bands are giving off nowadays, it's like certain bands doing it, like a lot of the scene is like kind of capturing like a whole sound and they're all kind of like feeding off of each other and creating this new energy and it's just kind mm-hmm. of evolving and it's really cool where it's at right now and to see where it goes absolutely especially after this quarantine i know that everyone's going to come out swinging after this oh yeah yeah, yeah. everyone's <laughs> pent up yeah <laughs> yeah that's so true were there any memorable albums growing up for you guys waking the fallen event sevenfold that album probably screaming fire by bullet for my valentine that was my soundtrack yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about any memorable live shows that you've seen growing up? Architects. Yep, I was about to say Architects. I think 2017, their encore when they played um, Gone with the Wind, I just freaking sobbed like a baby. So I was like, <laughs> this is so powerful. Yeah, I, I watched them, I think it was like a year before you did. And it was right as their guitarist, Tom, had passed away. And so like me and my friend Alex, we were there like front row. Like we waited in line for a while. As soon as we like the doors open, we were just like, we can hold it. Didn't even care that we had to use the bathroom, just through the whole show, like sat through all the other bands. <laughs> Holy shit. And they were about to play like Gone with the Wind, I think. And us and like the whole crowd just started chanting like Tom. And so mm-hmm. like Sam, their vocalist and their and Dan, their drummer, they just started like crying. Jeez. Like the whole crowd was just yelling Tom for like a minute, minute and a half. It was like the saddest that's thing. Yeah, that's, that's oh, powerful. Yeah. yeah, that was probably the biggest like show, like most memorable show I've seen. What was it your was- first mosh pit? Warp Tour 2016. That was actually the first show, like show show that I've ever been to was when I went to Warp Tour and I got to see all the metal bands. What's cool is I went to Warp Tour for my first time that year and got to see everything. I think like Wage War was mm-hmm. playing and I saw the mosh pit. I was like, this is, no, it was Veil of Maya. I saw the <laughs> there. And one of my friends, Tiffany, she fell down. I'm like, no, this is horrible. What is happening <laughs> here? What are you all doing? And then I went back the next year because our, our band, we won the Battle of the Bands in Portland. So we got to play the final Warped Tour date. And, mm-hmm. and we went back and I was a little bit more prepared that time for what I was going to see. <laughs> I think it was like 20, 2009, 2010. Because growing up, I played like, pop punk or like alternative rock and everything around here was either like death metal or really hardcore punk rock bands mm-hmm. so we played with a lot of punk rock people at the time so like these shows would be like outside there wouldn't even really be a stage it'd just be a lot of dirt mm-hmm. and so and these people were like twice my size and they go hard like as yeah punk. And so i was like a little kid just getting like knocked around <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly like what day it was, but it was just like one of the many local shows that we would play. Mm-hmm. And like after our set, I just try to go mosh and get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Explain what it was like growing up. I guess you're from Bend, Oregon. Yeah, it's very, very beautiful. There's, you can see like six or seven mountains most of the time and they're all like snowy everywhere. You've got a great view of like the mountains. It's cold a lot of the time. We get about like three, four months of summer or three more, four months of like decent weather and us is just like all right i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> um a lot of cyclists it's a lot of like sharing roads with like bikers and stuff like that like if you've ever been in portland like that but a lot more normalized here mm-hmm. 
growing up, you have a ton of trails, like a ton of things to do. Like everything is like 15 minutes away from each other. It's kind of like a big city, but a small town feel. A little less so now as it started to grow, but you can still run into your friends very easily at all the same places. It is nice. Very, very beautiful place to live and grow up. I grew up a couple hours outside of Bend in a really small town called Paisley. Like 200 people there. It's just a ranching community. There were 16 people in my graduating class and I was the only American. We have have dorm students that come in. So Mm -hmm. like 30% of Paisley was Asian because literally like 30 30 people from China, South Korea, Taiwan, they would come in every year and there would always be a couple people that would leave. But the people that stayed by the end of the year, they usually didn't want to go because they loved it so much. It was beautiful. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. class was like 400 something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So like where did the name come from? Our old vocalist, Alex, who uh, plays in a band called Within Sight now. Shout out Within Sight. Um, He was really into August Burns Red when he started the band with our old drummer Cameron there's a song called separating the seas we, we like the message for it because it was just like it's kind of like the moving mountains like kind of expression like you, you can do impossible any, yeah you can yeah. just do anything and we decided to just keep that message I had Grant on the show and he actually recommended you guys that's kind of how I found you Oh, nice. What a sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) I miss miss that. I miss those guys a lot. I really miss seeing everybody in the scene that we used to play shows with all the time. I don't know if he mentioned, but like my first like three tours or two tours with this band was with with Insight. We just kept touring with them. Yeah, we just didn't stop. (laughs) Yeah, we were kind of, yeah. We were kind of becoming like typecasted. It's just like that band that tours with Within Sight. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd be though. playing and people would be like, is Within Sight playing? Be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when of then, course. And when they're not, they're all surprised because they're like, why is some Within Sight playing with you guys? Is this weird? Because <laughs> they live six hours away. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool that you guys are friends. It's really awesome being able to have like friend bands in the scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The coolest thing about like touring, you make friends in like the weirdest places. Yeah. And it just makes you be like, man, I wish I lived here. Like, man, I wish I lived here. Like, we've got some good friends like Boise, too, mm-hmm. that I, I really wish we could hang out with more. It's one of the best and hardest things about being a band. Yeah, true. To make friends like all over. Mm-hmm. So how long did it take for you guys to start catching traction? We went on this thing called the Extreme Tour a couple of years ago. It's like a two-month tour where you go and you play skate parks. It's a Christian tour. And we went, we weren't expecting much from it and definitely not a lot happened but we learned how to like tour and it was definitely a pretty big shit show honestly it was just oh, a shit. mess so we learned oh yeah man that was just if if you want to go on a tour to get yourself ready for real life then that's definitely the one to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think after that that's when we kind of decided that we needed to address our sound. We decided that like we wanted to have a lot more clean vocals. So once we got Forest and started writing music that we enjoyed more, people just started responding to it better than our old stuff that we were doing. And, and that's kind of where we're at now. How many times did you guys have to play empty sets before things started to catch on? Depending on where we play, um, there's still going to be empty sets. Like mm-hmm. It's always a uh, shot in the dark when you're going to a new area. You do your best. You either contact a promoter, you like find local bands that will bring people there. And there's always local bands to say oh yeah we can bring tons of people but i mean you only have their word and sometimes it just doesn't fill up as much as you want it's never been like a big deal to me if there's like 10 people or 100 there was one show that we played in south dakota and there was a really good blues band that played like right before us do you like how cold it was that night too it was like it got down to like negative 10 that night we had to sleep in the van there was no i drove nothing i like we drove that night just to like keep ourselves it was starting it was starting to fog up the window and it was freezing the fog on the window so so we had to like keep wiping it creating a layer of ice on the window (laughs) (laughs) that's when we realized like shit was breaking on our van we had to fix it like the next day but it was crazy because we went from like that we went from playing 
those two people that night in South Dakota. And then we went up to, I lived in North Dakota for three years. So we went up mm-hmm. to my hometown that I lived in there. And then it was like a 150 person show. We played, we played like a packed house. So it was I, a lot. It's definitely nice going from that to that. Yeah. I guess what yeah. I was saying was like, we, we played like a sound guy and the lighting person for that show. And one of the guitarists of that band like stayed to watch us. But like, that was it. It was just a very small town, like a very small bar. I still had a lot of fun. Like we were just very much like playing to the people that were watching, even though it was just the one guy yeah. <laughs> and the sound guy. Like I still had fun. I don't think that should ever discourage someone. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's hard not to sometimes it's, it's hard sometimes when you've driven like seven hours, we're at that point of like still trying to build ourselves up, you know, like showing mm-hmm. up with like an attitude, like you should expect people to be there. Like I'm more focused on like trying to turn those people that are there into fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like, why aren't there more of you? <laughs> I've been to shows like Abysmal Dawn. They're with Nuclear Blast Records. And there's literally like nine people there. And one guy was trying to mosh the whole time. I've been to those shows. Like you said, you shouldn't ever let that discourage you. That's just going to be a part of it. Some yeah. cities just don't catch on to that type of stuff. Absolutely. It's bound to happen sometimes, even still. Yeah. Now that we talked about kind of the lows, let's talk about the first time playing Warp Tour. That was amazing. That was something I'm definitely never going to forget. It's weird to think it was almost four years ago because I was just such a baby then and that was this is the first band that I've ever been in so it's just growing with this band has been amazing but Warped Horrors I got to meet Maddie Mullins of Memphis Mayfire and like Tillian of Dance Gavin Dance and Franz of Attila. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool being able to like meet my mentors <laughs> that I've been looking up for like the last couple of years. Definitely mm-hmm. a highlight. Definitely a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> the band had played Warp Tour before I became a band. Shortly after that, I think is when they got me. He missed out. I missed out on that part. <laughs> what do you guys think about Franz uh, with his little OnlyFans account? I think it's appropriate. I think that <laughs> I think that more I think more of us need to start this trend of getting an OnlyFans account. I know I'm a, I'm about a couple of paychecks away. From from showing my feet to the entire world. I thought about just making like a gag account, like say follow me on my OnlyFans, and if people actually do, it's just gonna be like selfies. That's beautiful. Like, yeah. I way. would pay five bucks for that. You would pay five bucks or something. For any listeners, look forward to some separating the seas OnlyFans account popping up. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk about this on the show. Tell us your best road stories. I was gonna go more into like the trip from South Dakota to North. Dakota. Oh yeah, go for it. So okay. basically, after this show, we were exhausted. There was something going. Oh, the radiator was leaking like really bad so every like two like two hours i would have to like pull over and put more radiator fluid in we were just waiting for an off day to like clean stuff yeah it like broke halfway through the tour it was also causing the car not of the van not to heat up. I, I can't even describe to you how cold it was. It was um, probably like negative 10, I think, when we were driving through South Dakota. And this was in like November. Basically, after we played that show, we weren't even going to like sleep in the van because we were like, it's way too freaking cold for this. So I was like, it's fine. I will just drive through the night so it keeps air kind of going and maybe heat the car up. And like I thought it would. But basically me and our, our old guitarist, Gio, like every time we, um, we pulled over to get gas, like we would just run into like the station real quick and everyone there would just start laughing at us we're just like we have no heater <laughs> we bought this like little thing that was supposed to plug into the dash and apparently be a heater and so oh, it gets yeah. over us and so we would just keep passing it back and forth between each other to warm ourselves up cody and our old drummer cameron and alex they were just like bundled up underneath blankets the entire time just like they didn't come out the entire drive there mm-hmm. and then the heater broke like two hours after using it and me and you were just like no <laughs> 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 and so we didn't show up in North Dakota until about eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And I'd been up all night. And so like we ran into this truck shop and I just like asked for a shower. And they were like, this one's about done. Like how long? I was like, how long? Like I need a shower so bad. <laughs> 
And that I like ran into that shower. Like I've never been that cold in my life. I don't think that was like a night that I was like, man, I, I hope I survive this. Yeah. This is like, it sounds dramatic, but I swear I'm not no, being it dramatic. Was it, was, it was cold. It was, horrible. It was, it was oh, man. Cold. We're not going back to North Dakota in November again. Oh, yeah, it's got to be like yeah. a summertime. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hypothermia is real. So it I is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, like I was afraid to even like, like, I didn't feel the hot water for like the first like two or three minutes. I was like, Jesus. I hope it's not burning myself. Like, you guys have any more stories you want to share? This one's not really that. I mean, it is kind of funny. So we were on our way to audition for the Extreme Tour, which was in Nashville. It was in the first year of being a band. We stayed the night somewhere in Nebraska at our old bass player's dad's house. We got like four hours of sleep, maybe, and we had to hit the road again. And Travis, our old bass player, he was the one that was driving the next morning. So we got up and he was feeling a little groggy. So he popped one of his ADHD pills and so mm-hmm. that he could stay awake and stay on the road. And um, about an hour and a half in, he falls asleep sleep on the road and then he wakes up and overcorrects and we go in a 360 crash into a cornfield luckily it just rained oh my God. so we were able to like slide on the road but we were going like 75 and if it didn't rain i'm pretty sure that the overcorrection we would have flipped like a couple of times but luckily we didn't we ended up in a cornfield totaled that car i just remember i was asleep when it happened so i just woke up and like my head hit the, top <laughs> of the, the roof and i wasn't wearing a seatbelt and it just for some reason i thought to myself in the head in my head i was like travis why are you doing cookies in the walmart parking lot right now <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't look up and I just like, okay, well, we're in a dirt lot. So I just immediately get out and then I get soaked with mud up to my knees. And then Alex, the, the guy's car that we just totaled, he just gets out of the car and goes to the highway and just starts screaming at the top of his lungs. Why God? Why me? Why did this happen to me? Why did we take my car? And I just start chain smoking cigarettes waiting for double A or triple A. <laughs> that was like before, before I joined. Oh yeah. Um, yeah and the, wasn't around one yet. of the worst parts about that uh not necessarily the worst but alex just sent me a picture of his totaled car to me didn't mm. say anything i just got a picture of a totaled car and i just started flipping out it was because i knew they were on their way to nashville i was like holy shit are you guys okay <laughs> so i had to go like i had to walk like a mile down the road to this farm i saw a couple tractors down there and i was like hey man we just totaled our car do you think you could pull us out and so he pulled us out and we we're just like maybe we can just get on the road and <laughs> <laughs> no we can <laughs> we started that thing and it's like we drove like five feet and it was like clonk clonk, oh, clonk, man. clonk. it was fun it was rough but we, we're alive you have to go through those things right true you do i don't know i i've got like the better end of the stick it seems like i i wasn't around before that happened like, yeah you missed all the rough stuff extreme tour <laughs> yeah on the fit crash and yeah. Everything. yeah i saw some tweets floating around and they kind of mentioned that live shows probably won't make its appearance until about 2021 uh what are your thoughts on that we're just kind of rolling with it like um we were probably on the same page as the other bands at first very bummed we we went through a recent lineup change and so we were really antsy and looking forward to kind of like coming back out and being like look we're still alive we're still doing things you know Mm -hmm. and then this happened and so we had to cancel another tour or postpone or whatever looking at it in more positive outlook we're now using this time to like just get more digital content available because that was something i think we always kind of um, lacked compared to other bands is like we were always very focused on our physical presence our going out meeting people playing shows like this kind of forced us to slow down in a sense Mm -hmm. and now we can focus on our digital presence making more music videos making more random singles just to throw out because before we never really had the time to Mm -hmm. do that we prioritized one or the other typically yeah yeah it's nice that we definitely get to get our priorities in order now it sucks thinking about the possibility that shows aren't going to be happening again until next year Mm because i guess 
I've just learned to take them kind of for granted. Like I was like, oh, shows are always going to be here. There's always going to be somewhat of a scene. Mm-hmm. And then that just went out the window. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Now I'm like, I can't believe how like quickly everything just shut down. Now I'm like watching yeah. live videos all the time just yeah. to kind of like relive yeah. like certain times. Are you guys going to maybe plot to do some live streaming? Yeah, we definitely, definitely want to get into live streaming. We just have to kind of like figure out how to not be grandpas on the computer and the mixing and how to get them on the same page. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't want necessarily just like a camera set up. Like we just did that. Um, we set our phone up the other day and played through one song. Just kind of say like, hi, hello, what's up? But we're just trying to figure out how we can send all of that into a mixer and then put it into online. Just so people get a very, very good sound quality coming through. Mm-hmm. At least better than like phone quality with like symbols drowning out the entire audio. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now that you kind of mentioned that, as far as your recording process, are you guys going to a studio and laying down your tracks or are you doing it from home? From home. We, um, I, re- I usually record guitar parts and vocals at my house. Right now, we've been working with this guy, Nicholson, from a band named Avoid mm-hmm. out of Seattle. Super great band, super awesome guys. Yeah. And we've been sending him the stems and he's been mixing them and doing a great job. Um, so we've been just kind of doing it at home if we have we have all the equipment to do it So we don't we feel like the only reason we'll go to the studio is eventually we will have live drums But at the moment we just can't do that. So are you guys doing like MIDI drums right now? Yeah programmed superior mm-hmm. drummer three And <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah gets the point across. Yeah, it, it does. Good enough. Yeah Yeah, dude a lot of bands are doing that honestly whether they admit that or not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah. Is there any new music that we should be expecting? I saw a couple singles. Yeah, so we got a cover that's coming out probably at the end of this month, beginning of next month with a music video. And then we have a couple of singles that we're going to be releasing just like one off that aren't on the album, but we're working on the album right now. And as soon as that's done, that's when new music. stuff's just going to be dropping like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next couple singles are just kind of hold everyone over. Yeah put something out there just to put something out there do you think like albums now do you think they hold the same clout as they used to or is it more about the singles no. it depends on the scene i guess because like in terms of like our scene i think metal all hardcore like there's still a huge respect for albums and the process of making an album people just hold those to a higher standard i think but when it comes to like other mainstream choices it's definitely singles now yeah i think i think it really like depends as far as like an album goes i think it holds more longevity mm-hmm. i think people could hold on to that for longer i think when you're a well-established band i think albums are definitely the way to go just mm-hmm. release albums at a time but i think streaming is the more pop like it's definitely the more popular way that people listen to music now mm-hmm. and you can't submit your album to a playlist you can submit a single and so for that oh, okay instance, yeah you you necessarily want to just release singles so i guess follow dance gavin dances route because they just put they have yeah we've been i've been definitely analyzing like how they've been doing it because they Mm -hmm. have just been blowing up the last couple years and i really like how they've been like releasing nonstop. they've released like six singles in the last year i think something like that two singles Mm -hmm. and then like four singles off of the new album they have a really good recipe we don't release singles that often unless we've always had the ideal of just like release an album and a couple months before that release like a single or maybe two yeah Mm -hmm. so we're gonna try more just release singles that we think are good and they don't necessarily have to be on the album coming up which these next three aren't going to be yeah they're just (laughs) one-off songs yeah well i'm glad that we're able to do this now it kind of lets us be a little bit more free with how we release our music exactly this is just my opinion so take it at face value but i think like hip-hop is kind of winning in a sense because they're putting out a lot more content keeping their audience enticed you know what i mean some bands it takes forever to get like the next album or whatever they go 
sometimes two years without anything. So do you think it's more important now for bands to throw out singles a lot more often? I think so, yeah. I mean, and especially with like our style of music, it just takes so long. The process is so long to just even get one single out there to get it completely mixed and mastered and everything. Unless if you're doing it yourself, if you're like a master producer and you can do everything yourself, then you can probably get it out there quickly. I guess, yeah, I do think that it would help the entirety of the scene if people busted out a lot more singles like on a monthly basis it would keep more people engaged definitely. yeah because you definitely are right there rap mm -hmm. has definitely taken over the game with how often they were able to saturate with just music it doesn't even have to be good right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that not that none of it is good a lot of it is really good oh but yeah a lot yeah. of it is just like mindlessness too Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of shit music out there, but they're consistent. That's the thing. It's shit, yes. but it's consistent. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's 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 just content. That's like that's mm -hmm. kind of what it's turned into. Like YouTube has like created this new market for content and that it doesn't necessarily have to even be music at that point. It can just be your own version of like vlogging or like putting your art out there, whatever that means. Exactly, People are yeah. reacting to it it doesn't even have to be putting out more singles just like if you're putting out more content and letting people know that you're out there that's not hurting anybody that's definitely helping a lot mm -hmm. and i've kind of seen like with some bands just looking from the outside in when you could put a face with a band um it's just a lot more relatable most of the time you see a cover and you're like okay that cover looks cool but when you meet them as a person you get to know them then you're more enticed to actually listen to the music then as opposed mm -hmm. to like hey listen to my new listen to my new single listen to my new track whatever absolutely i mean social media has definitely been a big part in that too. Because before, you never really got to put a face to the music, like ever. It was just the music that really stood for itself. And now, as just kind of like a obligation almost, just uh, an expected result, you know, you as a band, um, you also need to be able to show your face, you need to have personality, you need to have a lot of factors that will regard if people like you or not. It's still going to be about the music, but it's not just about the music anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to be likable. You want to have friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who do you think is the most charismatic front man right now in the scene? Well, that one dude from Trapped, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably, dude. Like, his energy, like, I've been reading his tweets, and I'm pretty sure that him and Trump have the same exact tweeter, because they just sound exactly the same, the way that they're all, like... I I'm sorry, he has a great formula. Like, oh, yeah. I, I stopped thinking about that band, like, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's thinking about it. It's I like, know, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they're, they're working. They're going to be on the new Tony Hawk Underground that's being released. Really? The remastered wow. one. Yeah. I didn't even check out that. On that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Trapped is on there. Um, I know we should probably boycott that. <laughs> yeah, right. I Come would on. probably, <laughs> like, I haven't played a show with them in a while, but probably Benny Shoal from Avoid. Yeah. Um, Super charismatic. You should definitely hit them up and see if they want to do a podcast too. Um, Kendall right. from Dead Crown is good friends with them as well. Mm -hmm. He's definitely a fun person on stage. Like I learned a lot of good things from him when I watched them play. So mm -hmm. definitely live show like trumps anything digital they have. They've got a great live presence. Oh yeah. They also got a great album too. They have a great yeah. album too, yeah. but I definitely love them for their live presence. Oh, and yeah. I thought that he was very, very charismatic, very, Super. very into the crowd. And like, you can definitely capture that a he's lot He's the more best spin. He just yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think bad publicity is still publicity and it's fine? You know, these guys who play the villain role? I think yeah. to an extent, maybe. But if you get that many people like hating, I don't know, it's a dangerous game. I guess it's worked for so many people. Like, I understand the need for controversy and I understand the need for people to get in arguments about you. Like, it's a tactic mm -hmm. that does work. But I personally would never want that on us. <laughs> you definitely it, can't predict how it's going to play out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I understand <laughs> that it works, but I don't really agree with it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's rolling the dice for sure. It could either turn out in your favor or yeah, you're you like could... rolling a d20. It's like what? 
or you could be one of the most hated bands in the scene afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I am very interested to see what Trapped shows are going to look like once this happens. We probably just blew them up and we don't even know it yet. <laughs> They're going to come back. Their new album is probably going to just it's smash. Like, and, be number one on everything. Yeah. Oh my God. We did this, Mom. This is our fault. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so this question is kind of more for Cody because he plays guitar, obviously. But I hear a lot of classic rock, maybe heavy metal influences with your guitar. Who would you credit your sound to? If if you we were going off of what you were hearing from Every Rise, Every Fall, mm-hmm. with that album that came out, then it would definitely be just like 2010s metalcore. Like a lot of bands in there. That's kind of the feeling that I was getting until a couple of years ago. And then when I, when I was introduced to them, that kind of like showed me how like expressive guitar playing is and like making your guitar like bends and specific nuances to make things sound good and events sevenfold august burns red for sure just like the mm-hmm. whole contrast between clean guitars like really pretty just going into really heavy mm-hmm. and i think on the new album i've gotten i've kind of dived into my own sound more not doing as much as like that kind of metal chord this new album is definitely still metal core but i wouldn't consider it that it's definitely us a lot more yeah. Like, I think it's really awesome. I like the dynamics, basically. I think a lot of bands don't really have dynamics, and it's just heavy, 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 and it's just nice to have that breakup, you know, between yes. heavy. To, in yeah. any good song, you need to have contrast. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, mm-hmm. that that can be a lot of bands, like, mistake, too, is trying to keep that energy keep that going, energy going the, entire the entire time. But anything can get monotonous if you do it long enough. It's good to have highs, and it's good to have lows. I mean, I think that's what makes a great song, not necessarily the type of music that you're playing. I think less of myself on guitar playing because like when I think about like obviously I recognize that it still is good and people still do like that but like I think about like I was writing that like three years ago Mm -hmm. and how much like I've grown and my musical styles have grown it's hard to think about like what I was thinking or like what I was even listening to back then to like kind of inspire me and that was like the best Mm -hmm. stuff you were doing back then too yeah at the time we were like holy shit yeah (laughs) and then it only takes like a couple months of listening to it to be like all right okay something new what's what's next here (laughs) how often do you think you change it up i guess every month by mm-hmm. song i would say literally by song, by song. yeah like there's something new i definitely don't write the same song twice i try not to i really try hard not to there's definitely like things that like kind of you can hear that are similarities between songs like for the last one that i wrote i wrote like a real heavy one then this next one is just like kind of almost poppy you know Mm-hmm. Not not poppy from Sumerian records, but yeah, like yeah. <laughs> pop sounding. <laughs> no, it, it's essentially a pop song. Yeah, like but it's yeah. it's good. Do you guys like use claims to make your band a lot more accessible, or is that just the sound that you're going for? I love singing. I am. Um, I've always grown up singing. I've always wanted to get better at singing. I'm always looking to improve. I love pushing myself to my limits. And I guess I'll always love singing more than screaming. But again, like going on back on the contrast thing, I just don't think a band should just do one. Like, especially in today's age, I think it's good to have the contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the singing isn't necessarily there just to be available or be more like relatable. It's there because I think melodies can get feelings across sometimes. And then other times I think screaming can get that feeling across even better. Mm-hmm. I love mixing it up. Not releasing the same song twice. That's all I really and have we, to say about and we that. All, yeah. all, everybody <laughs> in the band also, I think we all have pretty voices too. We all enjoy singing, definitely. Even if we don't do it that much. This album will definitely have all of us singing, which is really cool. Because yeah, usually, cool. usually it's always just for us. And now we're all kind of like integrating a little bit we definitely enjoy the cleans you know sometimes i talk to 
I would say like out of touch metal people and they're like, you have to be one or the other and they don't accept the combination of, you know, the fusion of different genres. I mean, that's completely fine. And like everyone's got their opinions. I don't think anyone has the right answer to that. Mm -hmm. It's how you build your band. And I mean, if your band takes off because of it, hell yeah. Yeah. For the most part, it's just subjective. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like for the, like, my thought process has always been, you know, like mix it up, give that person someone they're not going to expect and really try to delve out of your comfort zone. We've made a lot of songs that are super cool because of that. Mm. Yeah, we've made a couple not so good ones that never oh, made yeah, the face of the of earth. Ones. Yeah, plenty of those ones too. <laughs> but yeah. we still tried something different <laughs> yeah. and mm. listened to it. We're like, all right. Okay, well, that didn't work. That didn't work at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something that I like personally is being able to sing along with a song because sometimes you're just like, man, I just want to sing along to something, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's very important. I agree. Yeah, Yeah. it's important to have melody. When Parkway Drive was still like not necessarily up and coming, but like during their Deep Blue days, forget Mm -hmm. the name of the song on that. I haven't heard that album in so long, but there was one song that they had this like vocal chant. It was the first time they had singing in their music. And that was like the coolest song because you could sing along to it. Didn't necessarily open my eyes to that aspect, but it was like, one of the most popular songs because there was something you could sing along to for sure mm-hmm. and whether metalheads or anyone alike wants to admit it or not singing is very popular because it is very easy to sing along with because mm-hmm. it's something we've been in tune with for thousands of years yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> screaming only became normalized like not that long ago not everybody can scream along with your songs no yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah true very true do you guys have any guilty pleasures as far as music something that you're not proud to admit but you listen to anyways probably avril lavigne really yeah interesting every once in a while interesting she doesn't really have a bad song i mean mr Brightside was my guilty pleasure song mostly because i put that song on in the warehouse and everyone tells me to shut it off immediately or like nickelback <laughs> nickelback uh-huh. i don't hate nickelback man i can vibe on them a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely a, like if i drink a couple like cores lights <laughs> i have to get in that zone yeah yeah you have to be in paisley i think yeah to really yeah really be enjoying <laughs> being the small town vibes yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. I'm a chef, so like I'm always in the kitchen. And, you know, you can't always play like screaming shit because everyone's like, what the fuck? You know, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you have to compromise with like a nickelback or fucking a trapped mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because not everyone wants to hear that screaming shit. That really, that True. shit kind of yeah. makes people's heads spin sometimes True. if they're not into it. It, it mm-hmm. takes people time to get used to it. I, I know when I first heard screaming, I had the same attitude. Like, I, I don't know why. Oh, it was yeah. just my brother got me into like this i think it was your betrayal by bold for a valentine that he showed me and i was like eh, it's good but when he screams i don't know there's too much screaming that song has like almost no screaming in it it was like two or three screams in it. yeah mm-hmm. i just like it's too much it's an acquired taste it's like it's like fine wine i like know? the music but i just don't understand why he's so angry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just can't understand what he's saying <laughs> one time i was playing a day to remember and i don't think that's heavy at all and then they started screaming and then Someone's like, what the fuck are you listening to? I was like, the day to remember. <laughs> it's not even like What bad. do you mean? <laughs> I was like, it's, it's not cannibal. Pump. Yeah, like, dude. Maybe second sucks. That might turn someone away. But it's like. Actually, I think sucks, it was that song. Yeah. I think it was that song that I was playing. And they were like. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty really? sure it was. Because yeah. <laughs> that was like the hardest song. Yeah. What are your favorite songs of yours that you play live that you just love from your discography? The Moment I Breathe off of Every Rise is a really, really heavy hitting song and fun to play live. Geo gave him like a big cut on the side of the head on, on from the, his headstock. He like, has like one of those Jackson oh. guitars with the pointy headstocks. Mm-hmm. And me and him were just going crazy. And like, he just looked at me and he's like, I'm just going to stab you in the fucking eye. Yeah. And he got me. They would like, they would hand, <laughs> there's this break, there's this breakdown in the middle of it where Geo and Cody would half the time just throw down their guitars and just start wrestling. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it would just like not even be. So it's, it's, and then the end of that song, 
um, there's this like two, three minute like repetitive chant singing part that like happens in it. A lot of the times people would sing along at those. So it's like not a, not only like a very, very heavy hitting song, but has a very memorable moment. We almost always ended our set with that a song A lot of too. times, yeah. Gio liked to climb the rafters for the end of the song. Most of all of my favorite ones to play live now though are like the new ones we have. Yeah, we're actually, we're not playing and a lot of the It's probably just because they're fresher, but yeah, yeah. We, we haven't been playing the uh, Every Rise Every Fall songs in a while, mm-hmm. focusing on the new stuff. Yeah, I just want to ask, because, you know, the listeners, they probably want to listen to the ones that you guys like playing the most, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, From the Shadows also as well, that's just a really fun song to play. Yeah, that song's exhausting mm-hmm. as hell for yeah. me. I don't know why, but for that album, we just kept writing seven-minute songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could definitely and, cut back on that a little bit. And I just kept <laughs> writing lyrics that had no break yeah. anywhere in the songs. And I didn't really think about it until yeah. like we started playing them live. And I was like, oh, oh shoot, I screwed up. That's <laughs> <laughs> a learning experience, though. You'll yeah. figure that out. I, True. Oh, no, I still haven't learned. I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days we'll get it right. Now I'm just like, I, I've, I've done it this long. Might as well just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any embarrassing emo scene photos floating around on MySpace? I did uh, dye my hair black one time and I did put on, it was like I was in the fifth grade. It was right when I started my emo phase. I think all my emo phases are still on my Facebook. I had the, the full straightened hair with my sister's straightener and like <laughs> wearing like the tightest tightest clothes possible i can't even find my old myspace account i wish i could find i that can't thing. find mine either i, I don't remember what my hours was like. really? hours for that thing oh I yeah i was in my emo <laughs> phase when i had a myspace i think i was in my like punk rock phase i just looked normal i just remember my, I just looked really my uncle had a band <laughs> called like rise to nothing or something and he had a myspace page and like whenever you opened up the myspace page they started playing their song i was like this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever my uncle is gonna be a rock star he's a cop <laughs> he's awesome so yeah. Much. Oh, he's yeah. Cool. He's awesome. He got me in the music. <laughs> I used to wear like Sublime shirts, and that was before I smoked weed for the first time and shit. I didn't realize huh? I was giving off that vibe. <laughs> you know, I was like, I just like the songs or whatever. They're catchy. Oh, so um, what are the weed laws like over there? Like, how strict are oh, they? Oh, in North Carolina, terrible. Yeah, yeah, Highly, really. Um, well, you can have like a half half ounce. <laughs> Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. <laughs> so you can have a half an ounce, and um, I and you just get slapped with a fine, yeah, for sure. But um, beyond that, I'm pretty sure it's like something else. Just it's so casual smoking weed here in Oregon all the time now, and just like mm-hmm. I remember last time we went to Texas, we <laughs> we uh, want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> last time we we went through um, border patrol, and we were a little bit scared because we did have a little bit of cannabis residue. Let, let me <laughs> let me make this clear: like I have barely ever smoked weed, and I've I've tried it once. It's never been my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving and the plan was like, it, it's legal in most of these states. And we were talking like, I was like, but you guys have to make sure this is out by Texas because you can literally get thrown <laughs> in jail. Like, for having like any possession on you like i think Jeez. it's like five years minimum and for we're possession. and we're just and like, like i want to get stoned though and so like the <laughs> night before i didn't know this i fell asleep early and they had like smoked some weed and apparently it was still in the van mm-hmm. and so it was, we're, we're it was like getting, concentrated stuff oh, yeah no. and so we were getting out of the border you get out of the border control i'm driving and cody's in the passenger seat and right before we get there cody's like oh man you know what i don't think we got rid of the weed and i was like <laughs> oh, shit. i was like are you fucking serious he's like he's like yeah dude um i think it's put away enough i just i don't remember and then you see this like search dog come out and you're like oh, oh god no. <laughs> you're gonna dude, find us. my heart went all the way down to and, my like, groin 
Wayne, man. I was it's like, the, oh, like man. I, I pull up there and I'm like, I'm going to go to jail. And I've never even done this shit like, in my life. Like, I was like, <laughs> and as soon as the window comes down, he just looks at us. He's like, got any fruit? <laughs> no, he was like, he's like, he didn't ask us that. So it was in California. He's like, yeah. are y'all American citizens? I was like, yeah. So like, all right, have a good day. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. I'm, so, I'm so surprised that the dog didn't didn't get because uh, he he went around and sniffed he everything. Sniffed the van like shit. we were we were so scared. Like <sighs> as as we started leaving, it was probably what like 20 seconds. We were just sitting there silently, and then like as soon as we left, we're like, oh, <laughs> started, like, started screaming. screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron, all everybody else was just passed out in the back. They were also and they didn't even know what was happening. Yeah, they didn't even know what oh. happened. It was like two hours later that <laughs> yeah. we told them. Yeah. That was like insane. It is, yeah. Like I, I'm sure it was mostly paranoia, but it was like that was mm-hmm. the most stressful thing because like I wasn't even too worried until I saw the like the dog mm-hmm. and start sniffing our vehicle. I was like, oh man, this is it. This is it. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to make a Facebook post real quick just so everyone know what's going on. <laughs> Were you kind of like, man, I don't even smoke weed, man. <laughs> I just have to be here right now. Yeah, I, I would have been. I don't know what I would have been like in that situation. Honestly, I probably would just been like, I would probably just taken it, been like, all right. I would have just mm-hmm. been petty. We would have been in jail cells. He'd be like, are you okay for us? Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever been arrested for anything? Luckily, none of us have. Yeah. I am a good law-abiding citizen. We are, we are, we're all pretty good boys. <laughs> we don't go stay out too late. Like, I make sure to call people when I'm when Yeah, I'm Forrest is incredibly responsible whenever we go out <laughs> to shows. And whenever we play at bars and we start drinking and get a little bit rowdy, he's literally is the band mom i had to get a mom hat just to like establish my dominance there too <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I think everybody eventually grows into that role. i think it, somebody it, has to or else it, all of us are going to be dead it depends Everyone. there's some bands i've toured with that aren't necessarily like that i'd say the closest thing to a band mom that i've seen would be grant from within sight my band would always like be getting rowdy and drinking after like every show or hangout and same with his but mm-hmm. he would like enjoy a few beers like even but he would still be like very normal like when they would go off to like do whatever grant and i would go off and do our own thing the parents and are going to go have their parents we're, we're gonna go have our parent talk and talk about like wood kids acting out and stuff like yeah <laughs> is there any band that you're just like you guys are fucking crazy oh steak sauce mustache have you ever heard of steak sauce mustache huh no no oh. okay so they are a hardcore mathcore band from medford they they consider them like party core i think is what party they call core themselves. yeah party yeah. core their singer is taylor bates he's a singer for a band called your hands right history as well mm-hmm. but so the thing with these guys is they're like dillinger escape plan but the guy is either going to be wearing a diaper on stage <laughs> and only a diaper on stage or like a velociraptor suit it's just complete or insanity one the- show we played together they bought a bouncy house they brought a bouncy house to the domino room it, to the venue and and brought it into the venue and like basically made people like run circles around it and jump into it like they're the chillest dudes like off stage yeah, yeah like the nicest sweetest guys but it's like on stage like you don't know what you're seeing it's insanity like, it's it a trip purely insanity yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's wild i definitely suggest looking at some videos of them online for sure and yeah any video mm-hmm. you'll any video you find You'd be like, it doesn't okay. matter what it is <laughs> i get it now i get this <laughs> yeah we we always try to tear up the stage and be crazy but like one steak sauce mustache plays we're like yep all right we could probably just hold back on this one we always <laughs> make sure to play for four steak sauce mustache too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any funny drunken stories that you want to share it's not a good idea to get super drunk on stage for sure but one mm-hmm. time I was having a little bit too much fun and I was going so hard. Was that this at the this Shredder? Was at, yeah, this was yeah. at the Shredder in Boise. I was going so hard and so this crazy on stage. It is a good, yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> glad I picked this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going so hard on stage that um, I would just like slamming my guitar down to my knees and back. Like every breakdown, he was just, 
<laughs> up, and then and then the strap locks just came completely they out. Like they like stripped off. completely oh, yeah. out. Man. I would have to redrill a new hole, but I was like, nah, screw it. I'm just gonna instead of sitting down and actually playing my parts, I'm just gonna hold my guitar with one hand and like strum like this basically. He was like holding <laughs> like, it up like this the entire time. Or like there was the stage riser in front, he would like lay his guitar down and just be like like play it like a like steel this. guitar kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was wasting you were yeah you were so out of it one time i played a country show i also play country with my dad mm-hmm. so um i played a country show in paisley and in paisley we're all like a family there, super tight community and they all were just giving me whiskey and closing <laughs> i blacked out probably with like three songs left and this is definitely not one of my proudest moments because i had to end the show playing the national anthem mm-hmm. i don't remember playing the national <laughs> oh, anthem no. at all i don't remember how it sounded I did see a video of it and I was just an idiot. Like I was like, now, 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 now. And I just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That probably wouldn't have flown in Texas. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Dude, time has flown by. Like I, I'm basically like, an hour already. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically at the end of this thing. I'm going to start wrapping it up here. I, I really appreciate you guys being on the show for real. I, I appreciate the time that you guys have spent with us or me <laughs> like i'm in third person or something who else is back there it's the turtle yeah all my friends here okay <laughs> we've all enjoyed your company a lot uh, you too man man it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you yeah absolutely pleasure to meet you too yeah, yeah dude yeah, i really appreciate it screen um, to screen we, should <laughs> <sometime>. <laughs> we will we will um i try to get regulars on the show so you guys more than welcome to hop on anytime right, so absolutely. anyway last question because you know we started off fun so why not end it in a fun way right sure are aliens real and why bro yes absolutely i don't know man i used to think for sure and then the government just came out and they're like yeah we got these saucers that are coming around and nobody gives a shit nope like (laughs) nobody gives a shit about it so like now i'm starting to think that the government probably just wants us to think the aliens are real i'm just flip-flopping back and forth to each Mm. conspiracy theory (laughs) once the government says it it's like okay maybe it's not okay it's the opposite of that (laughs) (laughs) no i I absolutely believe that like not necessarily that like ufo sightings are real if they are or aren't like i just think that it's very very hard to believe that we would be the only type of life form on the planet even the most intelligent like maybe we are and maybe we aren't it's just the universe is like so crazy big it's hard to imagine like we're the only ones that just kind of poofed yeah and for sure started making podcasts and stuff if there are any aliens (laughs) out there you can find us on spotify itunes google play (laughs) yeah (laughs) any social media site any at all of your streaming platforms i think we're on pandora now even yeah finally it took us two years to get on pandora (laughs) yeah but you guys are never going to get streams like trapped so i don't know why you're on of course not no (laughs) like i don't even know why if the band ever hits like a complete breaking point i'll just start Mm. taking his role and just start fights with other bands hey yeah two point two I'm 193 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All else fails, just go to the villain role, okay? You guys aren't catching yeah, traction. Yeah, take it on. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. That, that's the way to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ice Nine, Ice Nine changed it up, dude. What do they do? They went to like the Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, like the horrors things. Oh, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they, they used to not do that. I mean, I do really like what they were doing there. I just thought mm-hmm. that that, I didn't know if they were always like that or if this was something new. I definitely dig it, though. They're definitely, yeah. they definitely caught a new wave with that kind of stuff. Yeah introducing that into the metal scene is pretty cool fun fact for everyone listening they used to be a ska band and that's actually what they were when they started what yes no yes no is it um, online i have to find seriously that. that's oh my gosh I, I heard him on um 
the punk rock NBA podcast. That's like my favorite podcast. And uh, yeah, they oh, said yeah. that he said he started a ska band and that's how they started. And then they eventually switched over and started gaining traction that, that way. That is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, hey, when okay. in doubt, switch okay, it out, sure. dude. I, I really <laughs> hope there's some YouTube videos of that. Yeah, honestly, that's what you got to do, even mm-hmm. just if it's an entire genre change. All right, I guess we, if we don't make it, start fights on Twitter and then Scott. Yes, yeah. Scott. And Poppy. Yes. Poppy used to be just straight EDM pop shit. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing her like three or four years ago, and I was like, okay, this yeah. is kind of cool. I'm, and then she got signed to Sumerian, I think, and then that's mm-hmm. when that video came out. I'm probably the only person that thinks it's actually not that bad. No, I think I'm she's like, I listened. I, I listened to the entire album because I was like, I'm going to give really? it a chance because the single I didn't really like, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to listen to it. It's got like major queen vibes. She does some crazy like melodies. Like not all of it's good. I'll give it that. Like there's mm-hmm. some parts that are cringy, but there's a lot of like really dramatic ups and downs. Like the songwriting's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like I'm actually like when they drop another album, I will listen to it. I like her, but I think she's a plant. I forget the guy's name, but this it's like this guy um basically is the vision behind her. She's just kind of doing what he says. So yeah, I think she's just kind of a plant. Man. I see that too. And, and she's mm-hmm. a, I, I'm sure like if they have an image, like, yeah, I'm sure they're going to roll with it. That's probably what they want. Probably. But, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, I admired the, the guitar solos. I admired the songwriting. Like it, it wasn't mm-hmm. boring. It was um, very like trippy the entire way through. True. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to predict what was going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I, I understand why it. they get a lot of hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it's really not that bad, bad, actually. Any final thoughts? Anything that you want to leave the viewers about your band? Anything you want to say before we head out? Well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Separating the Seas, except for Twitter, it's the Seas official. You can find me at my OnlyFans at Cody Seasauce. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> $5 feet fix? $5, $5 feet fix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just uh, check us out on social media. Um, check us out. Say hey. We always try to be responsive. Always try and five dollar foot longs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I'm gonna have to put a subway uh, sub on the thumbnail. Please now. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, it, you're not wrong. It's five dollars and it's a foot long. Just one big. <laughs> if you're still listening, I hope you are. That was separating the seas. That was Forrest, the vocalist, and Cody, lead guitarist, progressive metalcore band from Bend, Oregon. You guys have been so great on the show. I appreciate you guys' company. And if there's anything I can do for you guys, please let me know. Of course, Absolutely. and we appreciate you too. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come on here. Thank you for reaching out, and um, definitely stoked to do this again. Yeah, thank you. So, Seth, you're awesome, man. Seriously. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like the video and subscribe. That way you don't miss a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine Shine on. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.